Welcome to the You Are Here Podcast. This is episode 62 of the podcast. Find the podcast on www.youareherepodcast.co. We cannot afford the M. The M. The M. My name is Mike. Oh, wait. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube with that video. I'm a little rusty right now. I don't know. Even though we do this every week. But find the podcast wherever. And we're glad if you're listening in right now. I love you so much. And uh, we're still pulling through with the podcast, even though these trying times are really... Um, Testing our patience, I think. Dave, Dave, how are you doing out there? Hey, how are man, you doing? It's the quarantine episode. Yes. Officially. Yes. Uh, how am I doing, bro? <laughs> how am I doing? I'm I'm hating this right now, dude. Yeah. I'm on the verge, man. I feel like I'm in the like like a few for a few hours I'll be like so content, mm. so present, mm. and like finding grateful moments and like just living in them and and being okay with the situation. And then like my brain, I feel like, starts to move forward and thinks about like, well, what about next month? What should I, I should be working on this thing, or I should because I wanted to get, and then I the, my wants start kicking in, and I'm like, yeah, well, who knows if I'll be I'll be able to leave the house? Who knows if I'll I'll have any money? Who knows yeah. if I'll have any food? Like, then once I start thinking ahead, I start panicking, and then like it takes a little while to get away from that. Um, so I've just been running to like keep my mind, yeah like level it, that drops me back into the present i had a really good run before we did this but nice. it just sucks man it sucks like i want to be at your crib right now but i can't be yep you know it's a bummer we can't even hike dude i know i, just, I, I literally right before the podcast i read a little thing on my phone just a little pop-up and said you know uh tr- like officers are saying stop running and you're not allowed to run anymore, or uh go on hiking trails or anything anymore <sighs> it's like cool all right so that's one more thing that i can't do Yes, um, dude, love it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I've been feeling like very. I think until now, <laughs> I think I've been kind of put it back into reality because I've been kind of just like in my own little zone. Like I'm trying to stay away from just like everyone. Yeah, just like not really interact, just to be safe for like yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, it's taking a toll on my brain. I think for sure. But um, playing a lot of little Animal Crossing, little video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I was like. I'm not feeling too good of just sitting here doing nothing, even though we should really be doing that. And I think no one should really be going outside right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started picking up guitar just for fun, just uh, learning some songs. What did you just, learn? Yankee Doodle Dandy? What's the first song you learned? I don't know why. I just decided to, like, I started learning by being like, oh, I got to learn, like, um, each string and each like chord and each thing. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm like, I'm just going to start with like simple songs. That I think that's how like, most people learn. Yeah, it's the most popular like chords. I've just been playing Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd just over and over Ooh, again. Whoa. And, and it's the best just like, once you can play it, you're like, oh, I can do this all day. Have you been playing with your father? No, 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 no. So I'm, I'm trying to just like, I feel like I want to just learn on my own because I'm, I don't know, an asshole like that. But, <laughs> your father um, is, is a... Is, a, is a, like a legend like the shit he was playing today and like the shit he plays every day is like he's, he's just legend, like dude. shredding on it just and i'm yeah. just like sitting there like i'm i don't know if i can i feel intimidated that's a nice bonding that's, you know what though that's a real feeling i'm just gonna put out there i'm just very intimidated to dive into something with someone that's very like experienced okay that's fair and i feel like because i remember <laughs> like a while ago i used to because like it's my house is a very like musical household like my dad has been playing guitar yeah. in my house like forever. We have instruments everywhere. We have, you know, music playing all the time. I listen to music all the time. My parents do too. 
and we always that's one way we bond we talk about these things and like through music and stuff and um i always wish i like had a instrument like the guitar or something that i could play like it's literally in front of me my whole life you know what i mean but i haven't chosen to like i don't know get into it at all and i remember i tried learning just like the bass not even guitar just the bass and i did it for like and i went to my dad tried to learn and like after like two hours i'm like my fingers hurt i don't want to do this (laughs) and i'm like i'm such a i'm such a little bitch for doing that man i wish i I stuck with it but uh i I don't know that's because like not everyone's supposed to play bass like not everyone not everyone has the passion i I love the bass right now like i I love just sitting with like a guitar or the bass and just like playing each note and like i don't know i don't know anything but it's just like i'm like oh i get how people like do this where you like go through every um like note and everything and chord you're like oh wow like i can i can see how people like do this and learn it so now i'm having like fun with it just like exploring it by myself yo i want to i want to talk about this this is making me think about like like the you you got me onto the film Patterson, which which I watched oh, last night. So good, man. And and like, I need I needed definitely to watch that film. And thank you for passing it along. <clears throat> but like, the thing that was striking me the most was the relationship between him and his girl. Yeah. I was the, watching the dream, her character. The dream relationship. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's trippy. I was watching her character, and how she was like. She orders the guitar and like she's like, oh, you know, I want to be a country singer. Yeah. I want to be a painter. I, I'm great with fashion. I want to – and she had all these things, right, that she was like – Yes. Very like optimistic about. Yes. But she would move on to the next thing like baking or whatever and be mm-hmm. the next thing and the next thing and living like very like frivolously or frivolously yeah. or like carelessly almost. But it was because she was so passionate about a thing in the in the whim of it and like in like – in like a tornado of passion, she would be like, "All right, I want to, I, I need this guitar, and like, I'm, you know, thank you for this gift yes. because I'm going to learn to play guitar and then become a country singer. I'm going to be incredible." Yeah. And I was thinking about like people who, because everyone's got passions, but like you've, you, I'm sure you've given like the bass, like you've given a shit about a thing, and you're like, "Man, I really want to be good at this thing," but um, for whatever reason, like you don't get to do that thing. Yes. Like, is that? Do you believe like? I like to believe this. Let me say this first. This is my statement. Mm. I like to believe that everyone is like kind of like talented and like very, very good at a thing. And they're very passionate about a thing. And all those things line up to one one doing if they could find it like within their lifetime. And if they pursue it, mm. they'll be they'll become like their life will become enriched because they're doing the thing they're kind of meant to do. Yeah. But like I believe there's a lot of people who don't find that thing in life or like they find that thing and they give up a little bit too quickly on it and then they never pursue it because of like a, a person saying a mean thing or, yeah. you know, having to work two jobs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about how unfair that is. Like, oh, yeah. it's kind of unfair, man. That kind of, It made me hurt for her. Like I, was, yeah, I yeah. felt for her big time. Dude, but but I, that's why I love this film so much. It's like it's such like a subtle like, I don't know, just whole like just like feeling by feeling you're like going through the film yeah and it doesn't like try to speed up anything or like it's go, so slow try to make try to like throw something at you that you don't expect it's literally nope. the slow it's just life like yeah. living and yeah. like that's it yeah and i love the the fact that they put um they put adam driver's character patterson um and that girl together that it's like such like an opposite yeah. And you can see like how it's like, oh, she has so many options and everything. Yeah. But then you look at like Patterson and you're like, 
he's happy with just like being a bus driver. You know, totally I mean, he's, he's and, and like he has this little poetry thing on the side, but he doesn't think of himself as, oh, I'm going to be this great thing. Like, I'm going to be the next, you know, fucking Bukowski or some shit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, no, no drive yeah, for that. But it was like almost his, he was even more like content. Yeah. That's like, that's like, it, it, there's, there's artists that like don't pursue yes. careers. Like, there's artists that are very, very talented at what they do and just get, get fulfilled by doing the thing. Mm. And it doesn't have to be on a huge scale. There's no like fame in it for them. There's no money they want involved with it. They just want to do it. Yeah. And his character was like direct representation of that kind of person, like true artist. Went to his basement every day after after his bus rides. Worked yeah. on his poetry, and that was it. And he was fulfilled, dude. Worked on it at lunch by the falls, and like, and I loved how they used Patterson, dude. I loved how right? it was like shot in Patterson. Yeah, and Adam was, Driver like destroyed that. I love yeah, him as yeah. I love him as 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 Patterson. It's so yeah, like, dude. Because I can see like he's he could be that kind of person, you know? Oh yeah. For sure, he's he's the truth, man. And that was, I think, the first Jim Jarmusch film I, I've seen. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it was, and I saw so the craziest thing. I I was reading up some like behind the scenes stuff about it, and um, some of the the poems in the film were actually by uh, Jim Jarmusch's like favorite um poet, and it was wow. like his friend, and he asked him to do the po the poems and everything. And wow, when uh he like he had a feeling like he didn't know who he wanted to play Patterson, but he's like he met Adam Driver once. He's like, oh, you have to do it. And then like whoa, Adam Driver whoa. got on board with it, and then um, Adam had to meet um, the poet that Jim Jarmusch, you know, chose for everything. And um, he went to meet the guy, and uh, he was like, "Oh, here's the poems that we have for like the the film or whatever, you know? Like these are the ones. Like just you know, read them probably, like get to know them." And uh, Adam Driver comes in, he's like, "No, I read like 500 of your." He comes in with a book of all his like best poems, and he said, "Oh, I read this whole thing," and like analyzed everything and all these things it's crazy oh. man like he's 100 percent in there yeah it's cool to see yeah. that you know that he appreciates that kind of thing there was there was something about it too where he wasn't forced at all there was yeah. nothing i love what you said before like how it wasn't sped up there was no big turns like not not like crazy turns but like i don't know it was, it was just a, a film where you walk alongside a person on their week yeah. in like a place it's all character driven. The plot really is comes with the film, but like mm. it's all about the character. Yeah. And that's like it was such a cool experience. I felt like I was just walking alongside him the whole film. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and it was I was like, "Oh, here comes the music." And yep. then there was no music. And I was just like, "Whoa, yep. whoa. Okay. You know, here comes the there's going to be some kind of Yeah, right? Like conflict, right? The girl's going to spaz and he's going to have to fight yeah. and then they're going to argue. Yeah. But no, nothing, like, and nothing like, like their relationship is just so like, it's just like they're it, like he said in like one of the lines he said he's like he's like good thing like I forgot what what I think it was in the bar but he was talking about how his like girlfriend's like she just like gets me and like understands like how I feel she about really you know like how I am and you could tell that they both like are like that sometimes in the film though like I wanted to slap that chick man because I'm like it's sometimes it's just so like. You oh. feel like you're like she's taking advantage of just like you yes. know the time and like the like that she has all this time to do everything and like yeah you know but like it's it's beautiful that like the Patterson doesn't like he understands her you know dreams and yeah. all these things the way she is yeah. and is okay with that having that yeah. like he does the bus driving every day wakes up this at the same time you know have this has his routine but yeah he, he finds like the the good parts out of every little moment of the day for sure. For sure.
Yeah, man. Their balance was crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like they loved each other, but I definitely felt that like there was frustration with her. We're analyzing the fuck out of this film. There's frustration with her about like having all these fucking passions, ordering a guitar. It, fe- it felt like, for. you know what it felt like? It felt like vanity. Yeah. It yeah. Was just, it was for vanity. Yeah. Like she wanted to look and appear like she was doing something. Yeah. But she never left the house. She never left the house in the film. Mm. Like Yo, not man. once. Yeah. It went to the yeah, movies. Yeah. Like that, was, that was the one thing. And the cupcakes or whatever. And the cupcakes. Yeah. So yeah, sell the cupcake. But that's it. And he's out there every day on his shift. And I was just like, dude, because I was, I was like plugged myself. I was without thinking about it. I was plugging myself into his character and yes. being like, how would I react yeah, to man. this relationship? And I was like, bro, yeah. I would be losing my yeah. mind. I'd be like, what'd you order? Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? And then the we crazy, no money. the crazy shit too is you, you, um, you learn how, um, how he could have he like he maybe he could have like outbursted and stuff like that but from yeah. his past and like the being a like a seal and everything yes dude. how like that tone like changed his whole life probably yes, and how that dude. changed how his tone is and he won't blow up anymore yeah yeah i fucking i love that man it, dude there's so many like sides of that character but like very. his face is just like one yeah one face. it's very filled out and yeah. there's so many beautiful moments in it if it's such a slow film you really catch there's not they don't speed through a moment. Every moment you have to stay in it. You yeah. have to. It doesn't give you a choice. And like it's not it could feel drawn out sometimes, but like he but he'll be talking to a girl and it's sitting on a dumpster writing her poetry and like it's a beautiful fucking moment. Yep. I don't know. And the twins thing throughout the film. And yes. it just it was yeah. man. Go watch that film. Yeah, go watch, go watch Patterson. Patterson. Go watch Jim Jarmish. Jim Jarmush. Um, how you been, bro? How you been aside from the guitar stuff? How's it how's it going? You did Animal Crossing, you said? Yeah, I mean, for me, like financially and stuff, I'm like I'm pretty set. That's good. You know, I, I called a bunch, I got a bunch of my loan shit figured out. Yeah. Um I still have an income, which is all right, which is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can work. I don't have to go in all the time, but I can work and you know, yeah. still do whatever. Um I'm just trying to like take advantage of this time. Yeah. Like I'm trying to yeah. find a way to to do that. Right. Because I feel like it's a time where it could be a lot worse. It could be, you know, 10 times worse. You know what I mean? Where it could be for affecting sure. us like every minute of the day. For sure. For sure. But it's definitely, it could be a lot worse. And I'm just yeah. trying to like do my best to, I don't know, make the best out of it. Yeah, dude. I feel you. Um, I feel like I've been doing, I like I started that way. And then like yeah. the past couple of days, I've just been like, not doing that anymore like i just my i just gave up i feel like i gave up i don't know why mm. i don't know what it is like like it was every day was feeling like a, ooh, we get to i get to chill with my wife all day yeah and then right. like i don't know we could go for a hike and then i i could i could start writing and i could uh just be be reading my book that i didn't get to read yet and i was doing those things and then i don't know this past couple of days i'm like yeah. Getting antsy. Like I'm feeling it's definitely it's been like it's been like almost two over two weeks of like quarantining and shit. And yeah. they just extended it and everything. It's like to the thirtieth of April, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. How do you feel about that? I honestly just try not to think about it. Because <laughs> yeah, literally bro. literally like uh, I think I mean, yesterday yeah. yesterday they were talking about literally getting rid of quarantine like soon. Which is also just like mind blowing to me because it's like this is the worst it's ever been. I heard, I read an article on the Atlantic um, 
I was up super late and I was, it was like, I don't know. It's the, the headline was like, how did, what's the end game? Like, how does this, how does coronavirus come to an end basically? Yeah. And I was like, I got to fucking read this. Cause I, I'm, I need to know. I need to fucking know. And, um, it was a long article. You go through it. And basically I'm going to try not to murder it, murder this, but there was like three things that could happen. And the first thing was, um, like a very almost improbable thing, like a, a mission impossible circumstance would happen where like SARS, um, all countries were that were that were like starting to get affected by SARS, all capped it at the same time, like simultaneously, and uh, killed it off like, like instantly it, because uh, it was capped off. Like we quarantined at the right time, everyone got their shit together, everyone had the, the, the um, everyone had the right like medical procedures. Every yeah. country that had it, and and it locked down quick, and and there was no more travel back and forth, and everyone had like it. it, it decrease the numbers like substantially and i think we're past that now like there's no there's almost no chance of that happening i think it's i think it's too crazy now um so that one's off the table so the second option was i think what a few i know businesses are, are dying to do this but like open it up again where there's no quarantine which is what you're saying like the spanish flu back in the day like ravaged like an entire yeah. nation and like killed hundreds of thousands of people um like that's what they're saying. They want to. That's an option for this thing. That's something that, if you do this, it will kill a ton of people. It will kill like a million people. Yeah. Um, there's no way around that. Um, but the people that do survive it will have. I, I read like an immunity or or some kind of resistance built up for. They're thinking about a year to two years, and they said the the vaccines will be. Uh, created within 12 to 18 months like is what they're thinking yeah so the people that do survive it will be around for when the vaccine comes out if it comes out when they think it will um and then the third option is what we're kind of doing now is a social distancing thing where we're taking this time away from each other to to ease off the hospital so that they can get all their equipment back and not lose so many people to these ventilator like like shortages and um, no masks for the nurses and just no equipment. Um, but they're saying that the social distancing like isn't going to be for a full year, but it would be something like where we're apart for two to three months because the outbreak levels rose again, like they are now at like 600,000 fucking cases, 700,000 cases or whatever it is now. We have to go to our homes again and social distance for like two more months. And then when it's, the levels start to lower, they said we could start coming outside again and going on hikes and going to work and all this shit. And then if the levels start to rise again, well, guess what? We're going back to our houses and social distancing for another two to three months or four months or whatever the fuck. And that kind of made me nervous too. But all these options suck. Like yeah. I, I don't I, – I wish the Mission Impossible number one option could happen, but I think we just fucked it. I think our country kind of blew it. Yeah, well, I, think, I just don't think we were ready for it. No, definitely. I, and I read that the the – the White House, when Trump's uh, when Trump came into office, there was a department, a specific department. I wish I had this written down. Um, that that specialized in viruses and and uh, pandemics and stuff like that. And there was like um, there was a team, and they were cut because yeah, I guess this wasn't a thing. We we, we never saw this coming. Like there was yep. people said it would happen, but nobody fucking listened. Yep. And because um, it never really happened to us as uh, from a long time ago. Like there was no. I don't know, nothing like this. No, definitely not.
but um, it was cut, dude. It was cut. And they were saying, like, you need us. And White House was saying, like, no thanks. Like, it's a new sheriff in town. Put that, like, put that money somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. Like, I get it. If, if it wasn't an uh, issue before, like, why would we spend the money on, like, yeah. to, to that, to that, uh, to him, it was probably, like, we have a fishing team, like, that we need a billion dollars for. And he's like, we don't, I don't even go fishing. Like, give me that billion. I'm going to send it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that was probably the same thing to him. Yeah. That's I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, once I start reading that stuff and hearing it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know, dude. I definitely don't want to do anything now. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, I feel like even the social distancing is like almost one of the worst options just because like, all right, let's say you, you stay home for a week and you have gross, like one time you go out to get groceries just to like be able to do it, you could get it and then it's over. But you're doing this. It's just risky. This is what you're doing. You're playing the odds. You're saying I'm going out once to the grocery store every two weeks, whereas I would have went to work four or five times a week. Um, So I would have touched or possibly infected. They said the virus where like the flu, the regular flu affects like 1.4 people. Like your, your, your chances of infecting people like is, is about 1.4 person for each person who wow. has the flu. This is three. Jeez. So, yeah, so dude, I, I, they did the math and it was some crazy number. Like the flu, you'd infect like 14 people. If you went on a certain amount of times, if you, if you had this and you go out, oh, you can infect like 3000 people. And it's yeah. like, there's no fucking, so you're, you're taking, you're minimizing the risk by saying, I'll go out once or twice a week or, or once every two weeks or whatever, twice a week or whatever I got to do to get food and the essentials. And I may infect or get infected by a person and spread it a few more times, but I'm taking away the risk from spreading it from a person here and then a person at work and then a person on my hike and then a person, you know, with my friend group who are, we're hanging out by the lake and we want to go fish. Like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, if you are going to spread it and you don't know it, it's going to be that one time yep. in the grocery store and that's going to get spread. And this thing's spreading no matter what, like we're going to, we're coming inside and it's only, to, it's not to kill this thing. It's to fucking buy time for the hospital. Yep. It's to buy time for the hospitals to be like, there's not that many people coming in at the same time saying, knock, knock, knock. Like I can't breathe. Um, and the hospital's hands are tied. You know, the death numbers are crazy. I saw New York two days ago was like 500 something deaths. Yep. The total like infected in the world, I think is like over 700,000 now. Think about that, man. It's crazy. It's fucking insane, dude. It's insane. I remember we were insane. We, we were looking at like the numbers like on the two podcasts ago. It was like, yeah. what, 40,000 or like 60,000? Now it's like over yeah. 120,000 in the US. Oh, it's like doubling God. every week, dude. It's crazy. It just, it just, it's quick to, I'm quick to like, it makes me depressed, man. I just get yeah. like upset. Cause I don't see an end. Like, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see a fucking way this ends where like, we all just go back to normal. Yeah. And that kind of scares me, man. And I, I just, like we said last podcast, like things are going to change. Like we're going to be changed from this. Yep. This isolation shit is going to drive people kind of crazy sometimes. And you got to stay hopeful and try to, I think what you're doing is really positive by learning the guitar. Like that's a perfect example of what, yeah. what you have at your, at your disposal, like taking that and learning it and, and spending time with it. You're going to learn about yourself. Yeah. It's going to be a positive thing. That's the thing you can do. Um, yeah. Eating healthy, 
I guess walking now, just walking and running if you can, if you can't hike. Walk on your front doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Walk around in your house in circles. I saw like people on the sidewalk and I ran like a fucking wide ass semicircle around them, like <laughs> right around them, dude. But watching the movie Patterson, like it helped me on the run today. Like I was, I was looking around at houses and like yeah. the buds on the trees, like flowering uh, dogwood trees and stuff. And I was you like, know, man, it's a beautiful life. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to read this uh, thing that I, I wrote because of Patterson. Was, oh, please, man. I wrote a little, a little poem. Oh, go ahead. Um, let me find it though. Give yeah. Me a sec. Give me a sec. Is it titled? Uh, no. Okay. It's not. It's not titled, but I don't know. I just felt like this is what I got from from watching the film. Yeah. Um. All right. Here it goes. Surround yourself with what you love. What do you love? I love going out for dinner with friends and family. I love cooking with the window cracked ajar. And alone. I love sharing a book with a lover. I love sharing a stranger's smile. Love is the universe. Love is a molecule. Figure out little loves and big ones. That's it. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Ooh. Love is the universe. Love is a molecule. Yeah. Mike Nowicki. Yeah. Hey. We're in here, man. Damn, bro. That's powerful. Thanks, man. Oof. Hopefully that hits someone. Yeah. Oof. I just felt like, I don't know, like the, the the thing I loved about Patterson, like, I don't know, it's just like a big thing could happen. Yeah. You know, like a, but like not, not a lot of like crazy things happen, but let's say something's crazy for someone else. Like his uh, girlfriend, like finding this guitar thing is like, oh my God, I'm in love with this. You know what I mean? And yeah. Maybe, maybe to him, it's like not... He's like, it's hard for him to understand, but he's like, oh, like, if you're happy, then I'm happy, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. Like, maybe it's a little thing for me, but it's a big thing for her. Yes, dude. But then, like, he's going around and, like, like you were going on your walk. You look at the little things in life that, I don't know, maybe right now we can't we can't do the same things that we have always done that make us happy. But um, maybe we can find the smaller things in life. You know, yeah, pay, pay more attention to the details Yeah. that we're kind of missing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, man. I have one for you too. Yeah, you I wrote write this. Some stuff. I, I think this uh, this is like a prompt for like what we're going through right now. I yes. think this is like something to to test. Let's hear. It. I wrote this in February. This is weird. I wrote this in February. I think I was thinking about what if um, anything like this would happen. So it starts. Uh, put your hand on your heart. Did you feel that? Things are happening even if you can't see them. Things are happening even if you forget. You are more alive than you know, even if you forget. That's it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a reminder. Yeah, man. Oh, you got to remind yourself. Yeah. Like you can't see your heart beating, but it's there and it's doing it. So you are alive. And like, even if you forget your heart's beating, it is beating and you are alive, more alive than you think. That's so weird. I was sitting here before we were called and everything and I was like, put the headphones on and like, I was listening. And like, I just heard my heart beat. I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about yeah. this. Yeah, it's a reminder. <laughs> wow. It's a reminder. I love that, man. You're alive, dude. See, Thanks, how good, how good does Thank that you. feel to do that, man? To make those things. I know. 
to read those out yeah. have other people hear it, does it. Feel good. yeah i like yeah. that yeah i feel good now thanks for sharing that with me thank you man i want to i want to i want to throw this to something else um i watched this uh so jim carrey we all know jim carrey we all know oh yeah, okay. yeah i don't know there's a lot of weird things about him you know in the media stuff that's happened to him but i feel like there's this little clip i want to share um it's from a documentary he did in like i think 2017 uh, about him and you know he had found his love for like painting and uh i don't know it's just like it shares a lot of like outlooks i think that are very interesting and like especially for right now to hear is a, is a good thing i'm gonna pull mine up right now you, you sent me this link yeah I'll count down and we'll we'll like try to do it at the same time. <laughs> it's gonna be so weird. Yeah. Here we go. All right, three, two, one. What you do in life chooses you. You can choose not to do it. You can choose to try to do something safer. Your vocation chooses you. When I really started painting a lot, I had become so obsessed that there was nowhere to move in my home. Paintings were everywhere. They were becoming a part of the furniture. I was eating on them. I found myself looking around at one point, a really bleak winter in New York, and it was just so depressing. And I think I needed color. It's getting kind of pedestrian to me now, the teal. You know what I'd like to do is just start threading in some purple, you know, into these things. Uh, I'll find the ultimate color and I'll be able to reproduce it. You can tell what I love by the color of the paintings. You can tell my inner life by the darkness in some of them. And you can tell what I want from the brightness in some of them. 5 a.m. So I'm making a little more progress now. It's really kind of cool what happens with these things, you know, because you really don't know what a sculpture or a painting totally means. You think you do. Most of the time I start out with a plan. And then, you know, like a year later, I'll realize that the painting was telling me what I needed to know about myself a year before. I think what makes someone an artist is they make models of their inner life. They make something physically come into being that is inspired by their emotions or their needs or what they feel the audience needs. The life, the independence of it, the love, freedom of it, no one else tells you what you can or can't do most of the time. Uh, and there's an immediacy. Art has to be service, you know, it's like you're servicing your subconscious, and at the same time, you're doing something that someone's going to relate to, hopefully. When I was a kid, I spent half my time in the living room performing for people. I spent the other half the time in my bedroom by myself writing poetry and sketching. I was not the type of kid you could say, as a punishment, go to your room, because my room was heaven to me. My isolation 
was welcome. People that are different have a shot at being original. You know, they got motivation too. You know, they got motivation. I sketched all the time, but I didn't do a lot of painting. Suddenly, six years ago, at a time when I was trying to heal a broken heart, I decided, well, maybe I'll paint. When your heart is in love, you're floating, weightless. But when you lose that love, you have to re-enter the atmosphere. And it can get pretty rough. You're just bouncing off one molecule and onto the next, ripping through them at such a pace that they just ignite and explode until you find another heart that's doing the same thing, has landed and cooled, and then you start to float again. The energy that surrounds Jesus is electric. I don't know if Jesus is real. I don't know if he lived. I don't know what he means, but the paintings of Jesus are really my desire to convey Christ consciousness. I wanted you to have the feeling when you looked in his eyes that he was accepting of who you are. I wanted him to be able to stare at you and heal you from the painting. You can find every race in the face of Jesus. And I think that's how every race imagines Jesus. They imagine him as their own. That's pretty. Funny, I get so stuck when I'm trying to choose colors, but I want to just grab them, it's cool. I don't know what painting teaches me. I, I know that it just frees me. Free from the future, free from the past, free from regret, free from worry. Something inside you is always telling a story. I believe every single thing that you see and hear is talking to you. You know, the bottom line with all of this, whether it's performance or it's art or it's sculpture, is love. We want to show ourselves and have that be accepted. I love being alive. And the art is the evidence of that. There you go, bro. Damn, dude. Isn't that crazy? Come on. Come on. Isn't that crazy, man? I, I got two huge takeaways from that. What is it? He said... I believe everything you see and hear is talking to you. Mm. Mm, dude, walk around like that. That's Patterson, bro. Yep. That's just what we talked about. Yeah, everything yeah. that you see and hear is talking to you, trying to convey something to you. And if, you, if you're paying attention, you could get something from that, just like a person. <laughs> I love that, man. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, then, and then he talked about the reason for doing art, and he goes, it's love. He goes... We want to show ourselves and have that be accepted. Yep. And that's all we want. 
I think that's all anyone ever wanted is to be seen and accepted. Put something out for other people to see and be accepted. Yes. Completely, man. That's all I fucking want, man. Me too, man. At the the end of the day. That's the thing. That's what everything is. Everything that someone does. Yeah. Every decision you make is kind of, you know, it's, you can make a decision for yourself, but I think at the end it's like, we're all connected in this, you know, in these little and big ways. Yeah. Like you, I want to learn, I want to learn guitar. And then you ask yourself why? And it's like, well, I think it's really cool. Why? Well, maybe I want to write like a beautiful song. Why would you want to write a beautiful song? Yeah. An original beautiful song. Because I want to reach somebody with that. I want somebody to see my art, see my love and I love life and I, or I love music. Yeah. I want you to feel that. And I want you to accept me for that. And sometimes that, that almost seems like selfish when you think about it, but there's nothing wrong I, with that. No, I think that's, that's, that's what human, it is. Yeah, dude. But we all get something from each other when we do that. Yep. So it's not selfish. That's worth it, man. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Hell Thank yeah. you for sharing that with me. Damn. Mm-hmm. Jim Let's lift Carey. it up, bro. Shout out, shout out Jim Carrey, yeah, dude. Yeah, big shout out, man. Yo, I, I want to show you a trailer. I sent you the, I sent you the trailer for oh, The yeah, Way yeah. Back. Can we watch that right quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's watch it. If you're listening to the podcast right now, I love you. This is episode 62. Yes. This is of the You Are Here podcast, quarantine episode. Hell All the people that shouted me out um, on Instagram for uh, the trailer, if you've seen it, thank you very much for the yeah, love. Yeah, big I shout say out. That. Thank you guys very much. I got a lot of really friendly, lovely messages. And it goes back to this art conversation of like, why do a thing? Like, I want to be accepted for like the things that I love. And that's the kind of story I want to put out. Um it's one of my fears and like I feel less alone when people reach out to me and I'm just grateful. So thank you for, for the, the uh, acceptance and the love. Hell yeah. Boom. All right. All right. Let's watch it. Same time. Same time. This is way All back, right. right? The way back. Yes. All right. Ben Affleck. All right. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. yourself all the time just drinking i'm fine i appreciate it but it's i'm fine ever since i heard the howl and i suppose you're wondering why i called you over here i didn't need to go where a bible our basketball coach had a heart attack the other night we need a new coach, Jack. And you know your gifts seem heaven sent. Is the team any good? No. The last time they made the playoffs, back when you were playing. Let's go, line up. You're Marcus, right? That's right. How many threes did Marcus make last year? A percentage of 26. Yeah. Want to know why they're leaving you open? It's because they don't think you could hit the ocean from the beach. <laughs> Yo, he just spit facts at your ass, bro. <laughs> I don't know how you house the scene. So how you like coaching so far? Great. Let's get used to the players. What players? I was never sure how much of you I could let in. I heard you're coaching basketball. Yeah. Keeps me busy. Keeps my mind off other things, you know. Once you settle down, baby, you love your spin. I spent a lot of time hurting myself. Heavenly Father. I made a lot of bad decisions. Don't carry other names. I had a lot of regrets. Games on the line. I want you taking that shot. Why is that so hard for you to believe? What? That you're the best player on the team. I know you're suffering. I just want you to be happy again. But you gotta want it too. Well, I know about it, darling. I've been standing here. 
Keep pressing, trapping, taking charges. You guys earned this tonight. Damn. <laughs> wow. Ben Affleck, man. Dude, that game new? feels, dude. Yeah, yeah. Early release for the Corona, dude. Wow. Wow, I really like that. Fuck. Yeah, bro. I'm watching that tonight, I think. What's it on? I think it's on like like iTunes and Google Play. and um, Word. You can get on yeah. a few other places. Just rent it. I think it's I like love, six oh. I love that, that like... Like what I get from from that story is like, like him having his own problems. Yeah. But also like the team is like yeah. a whole problem, you know what I mean? And it's like that power dynamic of like how can yeah, dude. It's like almost like how can you tell these people what to do? These kids like coaching them, you know what I mean? As like a model, you know, like a role model. Yeah, dude. When Coaches are huge. Yourself, it's almost like, I don't know. You got your own demons and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, that's. That. I think it's gonna be a really moving story, and yeah. I think. It's that kind of like the essence of like someone battling their biggest demon yeah. of like an addiction or whatever that like crushes a life. And like the message that story I think is going to tell or is, is trying to tell is like you're never gone too far to mm. come back, like the way back. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I think we all struggle with like a demon. Oh, I think yeah. we all have something that we were given or that's put on us. Mm. And we have to find a way to either like fight back from it and like find a way to live with it or, or to, to overcome it um, and to live the life like we're kind of we want uh, or we can just let it devour us, which it, it does for a lot of people, too. And like I think that film is trying to inspire like there's no there's nothing that there's no demon that you're going through that you can't come back from. And it was it, it like fucking moves me. Man. Yeah. That's the, that's the human thread of the film that like catches me. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. So that's what I'm about to yeah. do, bro. Thanks for sharing. Go watch that yeah. Movie. yeah, dude. There's so many good things out, man. Yeah, there are so good many films good out. Things. Right now. There are really good films out. What's the last? Oh, I I got a recommendation from my parents. You actually watched it already. Um, Which, shout oh, out oh, Mom yeah. and Pop, but uh the Mom show the show Modern Love. Dude. Modern Love, dude. The show takes um there was a like a column in the New York Times um called modern love and it just like showcased like stories about like relationships and stuff like that yeah and they take each like like certain stories and they kind of like base it off of that and dude i i love it man it's so good have you been watching it oh i mean i'm watching it did you see the episode yet with the gay couple who wants to have a child no no okay okay i'm I'm, I'm three in i'm three in i just started today but oh my god wait wait i want you to watch there's a moment in that and that I it was it was I was so blindsided by this. There's an actor in it. He 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 plays I guess the lead guy um, in the episode, and he wants to have a child with his partner. And they they, the story is like they they a girl who is homeless gets pregnant, and like they end up becoming the parents. But they're trying to help her like through her pregnancy, and she's like wild as shit. And it's like a lot of uh, like fighting going on throughout mm. the thing. But there is a moment when the baby comes and you see his face dude dude watch that episode you're gonna freak i don't know what his name is but he's incredible you're gonna know it you're gonna oh, know no. it right away. yes dude 
you're gonna know it right away. Incredible. And then the other episode with the uh, the guy who works in the lobby of the girl who lives in the uh, of yeah. uh, the apartment comp. Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, that was the first one, I think. Oh, I love that. That was so a really good, cool man. episode. Yeah, dude, that got me too. That's that. Dude, I I love this because it's, it's so just like I. It made like watching all these movies like Patterson, like this series and everything. It made me realize like I want to just like capture this feeling, man. I yeah, capture dude. these feelings, just a real feeling. You know what I mean? I don't want to make these like, like, I'm not saying it's like a bad thing, but conjuring like this like fake, I don't know, feeling yeah. and try to tell someone how to feel about something. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yes. want it to be like a real thing that something happened and like is inspired from that, and then like put that together into a different. I don't know. Absolutely, man. Yeah. That just moved me so much. Like, Absolutely. it made me realize, like, the things I want to, like, I don't know, capture. Yeah, man. And, like, put it opened out my there. eyes up to some, some new ways of telling story, for sure. You know? It definitely did. Patterson specifically, Jim Jaramouche. Yep. But yeah, there's there's more than one way to tell a story, man. And he didn't, he didn't force any kind of feeling on us at all. He's like, I'm going to tell a story now. If you want to watch it, watch it. And you take what you take from it. Yeah, you know, I'm not like, trying to influence anything. I feel like like that's huge with like what you write and what you make, man. Like, I'm oh, not, wow. gonna, not even kidding. Like the Rose Garden and this upcoming film, uh, I'll meet you there. It's like, it's definitely like you capture a feeling, and you always wow. say like those are the things you write about. Yeah, thank you, dude. You know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I appreciate it, dude. I don't know. I'm still trying to find my voice. I think in storytelling, to be honest, I think yeah. it. I write really passionately. And I write, I try to write character first yeah. and then like, you know, whatever you, you fill out the character well enough, a character really going through a thing, whatever that thing is, it's going to connect because it's a real person. Yeah. Um, and the things that I write, I try to write is a, they have a clear human thread that we all can feel there. It's a very, you know, we're, we're all dealing with uh, facing the loss of loved ones and that's what I'll meet you there is about. And, um, now maybe a more poignant time than any to watch a film like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't man. know. This life is crazy, man. I thought we were going to be in the film festival circuit like yeah. in the next couple of weeks. And <laughs> that's not happening. So who knows? I don't know when it's coming out or anything, but I'm going to send you a link to it so you can watch it Hell and yeah, um, let me know what you think. Nice. But we did it. We did it. For sure. And after this is all, you know, whenever that is, yeah. <laughs> we're showing it to the world, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Boom. Thanks for doing this pod with me, bro. I yeah, got a hot dinner on the table. My hey. lovely wife made. We're going to watch that film tonight. Have go. our little movie night. Um, I love you, man, for real. I miss you a lot. I love you too, man. Soon. Keep, Soon, hopefully. Keep writing, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soon. Keep writing yeah. and keep doing your guitar. and, and Keep yeah. motivating me, bro. I, I learned want, from you. Yeah, I want you, to, I want you to pick something up. You got the camera? Yeah. You got film? Yeah, I do. You got the camera? Yeah, I got I got. I don't have film anymore. Oh, I'll drop some off in your mailbox. Oh shit! <laughs> I would love that. Thank you. Hell yeah. Well, hey man, I think this is a good time to stop it. It's a little short. Yeah, bro. But uh, I loved it, man. Thanks for thanks for you know coming on here and you know yeah. calling because I, uh, I know it's tough times, but I feel like it's necessary, man. Yeah, it is. I think it's it necessary. Is. Absolutely. Oh, shit. All right. You have any last words, Dave? Yeah, man. If whoever's listening, if you're if you're going through a hard time or you're just going through a time where you're struggling, like like uh, I am too, I understand completely. Um, and you're not alone. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here, like always, like I say every week. Um, and I mean it. And thank you to everyone who's reached out to me. Thank you for all the love. And thank you, Mikey, for being a good friend, man.
Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do. Um, and that same thing you said goes out for me too. Um, I hope everyone, you know, is staying positive. Um, watch those things that we modern love and uh, Patterson. If you want to feel something, if you're, yeah. if you're if you're feeling some creative, like you want some inspiration, I feel like those really um, hit the spot for us. Um, yeah, that's kind of it, man. Um, Word. You are here, podcast episode sixty two. Dang. Boom. Find a podcast. You know where to find a podcast. Oh, I got to say it every time. <laughs> find a podcast ever, dude. Apple, Spotify, <laughs> Google, YouTube, uh, www.yourpodcast.co. You can afford DM. And this is Mike. I'm signing out. This is Dave, and I love y'all. Boom. Peace, guys. We're going to